0: This is the Fantasy Fast Track with Brandon Funston and Brad Evans. Ready, set, go. This is a Fantasy Fast Track podcast. I'm Brad the Big Noise Evans. He is Senior Fun Buns, Brandon Funston from The Athletic. And Brandon, we're all licking our wounds as a disaster and disappointment reign supreme in week 15 of the fantasy football season. A lot of people getting bounced to all-time low scoring across playoff matchups. Uh, A number of notable names is going down in a heaping pile of crap uh, for the most part. I mean, even last night uh, in the Minnesota and Chicago game, you know, everybody thinks that Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, K.J. Osborne, Dalvin Cook, they're all going to go nuts because the Bears, uh, you know, their front was mostly healthy, linebacker core mostly healthy, but the entire secondary was decimated. Not a single starter at corner, not a single starter at safety. And, and what did Kirk Cousins do? Couldn't even get to 100 yards. Like, what the hell? <laughs> what the hell? Seriously. And that, I think, is a perfect summation of what has occurred this week in a wildly unpredictable week, uh, given all the injuries, given the, uh, the COVID uh, just rabid news across the board. Man, just sorrowful. Oh. There's no other way to sum it up. This is why I drink heavily.
1: Yeah, I would I would like to say this is a one off, but we've had more and more of these kind of weeks where it's just a lot of bad quarterback play. It's a lot of defensive dominated games, a lot of bad play calling Matt Nagy. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at a lot of other guys. But let's just make Matt Nagy the poster coach for that. Um, Yeah, right now it feels like just in general, there is it's either a, you know, a a dearth of talent at the quarterback position across the league right now. You're just not seeing a lot of quarterbacks consistently making, you know, consistent plays week in and week out. Uh, And I just think the defense is maybe things are starting to swing. Defenses are figuring out the modern, you know, the more modern rules and you know how the NFL reacts to things. And I think right now it just kind of feels, and maybe it's too strong of a statement, but it kind of feels like the defense is the pendulum swinging a little bit back in the defense's way. Um, So, but I, I, like I said, I mean, we've had these weeks. This is maybe the worst of these weeks. But, uh, you know, there's been plenty of these kind of just like ugh, Mr. Yuck sticker weeks in fantasy, uh, you know, all season long.
0: Yeah. Look, and uh, here's a prime example. Uh, I was expected to lose handily to the, the good sir, Andy Behrens, uh, of Yahoo Sports fame in one of my local leagues. I, I think he had an 80 percent chance at uh, the week's start uh, to handle me with ease. Um, and I end up have uh, I now have a almost decisive advantage, depending what happens on Tuesday, barring complete disaster for me. And chances are that's probably what's going to happen. My you know two remaining players are going to swallow a grenade, and his guys are going to go off. But you know that that again sums it up. I, expect yeah. the unexpected. Expect upsets to be sprung. And for those that had a bye week in their fantasy playoffs, oh my God, you dodged the biggest bullet possible <laughs> for, now. Really did. for now. For now, really. Did. Yeah, we'll see. All right, with that, let's get to it with another edition of the Fantasy Five. Number five. All right, for the roughly six people that are still subscribing and listening to this podcast, Brandon, uh, and are still alive in their fantasy football playoffs, let's talk about five interesting players of note. Uh, Some of these guys still available on league waiver wires in shallow formats. But if you already have them on your roster, we need to debate whether or not you should elevate them into your starting lineup. Let's start off with Justin Jackson. Now, we've got confusing and conflicting reports about Austin Eckler. Yesterday, according to local beat writers in L.A., they said, hey, he's going to land on the COVID list. Well, he hasn't officially landed on the COVID list as of yet, but he is not practicing for the Chargers. So maybe that domino is yet to fall. But regardless, Justin Jackson is certainly a player of interest, coming off 99 total yards, 14 total touches last week. And, ah, who do the Chargers have on the horizon? The Houston Texans, a team in which they are favored by 10 and a half against. Brandon, with or without Eckler on the field, is Justin Jackson worth your time?
1: Yeah, we've talked about this, you know, and, and throughout the year we get questions like, who's the handcuff for Austin Austin Eckler? And we're like, well, it's Mike Tolbert. not worth it. Yeah. Oh, wouldn't that be fun? Let's get Mike Tolbert back. world's better place when Mike Tolbert's in, <laughs> in the NFL, the Kool-Aid man himself. Uh, and we always said that like, you know, Joshua Kelly, Larry Roundtree, Justin Jackson, probably be like this village that would replace Austin Eckler. But I mean, I think you saw last week with the 13 carries that Justin Jackson, there might still be a village, but the Justin Jackson would be the king of that village. Uh, and it, You know, if you're going to roster anybody uh, as an Austin Eckler manager, you might as well grab Justin Jackson. But that's, you know, I wouldn't grab any of those other guys, but I think he's the he's the best one for one replacement for what Austin Eckler does in this lineup.
0: Yeah, he really is. And, you know, he really impressed me last week. You know, he had the burst. Uh, we know he's got deft hands. Uh, we saw some elusiveness as well. Uh, well north of three yards of contact per attempt in that game. And, again, it's Houston. Okay, they mm, rank inside mm. the top five most fancy points allowed of the running back position. So, if Eckler is on the field, I think Jackson gets anywhere between 10 to 12 touches, and it could be north of that especially if Eckler is out this entire week, can't practice. If there's any kind of conditioning issues, they could limit his snap percentage much like they did last week because of the bum ankle. And if this game gets out of control, it could be Justin Jackson and Joshua Kelly solding away the clock down the stretch. And, of course, if Eckler is out, Brandon, we may be talking about, I mean, without a doubt, easily a top 15 play, and I may even have Jackson ranked top
1: 12. And I think you'd be with me on that. Woo. it is it is houston it is houston so it's hard i don't know if i go fully top 12 but i'd probably be uh in the early rb2s if i wasn't top 12 Uh, oh
0: you're you're gonna go
1: fully all right
0: if (laughs) if austin eckler is indeed sidelined.
1: Number four.
0: All right, from West Coast to East Coast, let's talk about the mess in Miami, and it sounds like it's going to be a hot hand situation moving forward in an open competition in-game, according to Brian Flores, between your boy, Miles Gaskin, and Duke Johnson. And, you know, much like Jeff Janis people, much like Kristen Michael zealots, there is a small subsect of, of the fantasy football community that has always been obsessed, and I've never understood it, in regards to Duke Johnson thinking he should be a three-down back. Well, um, you know, he couldn't get it right in Cleveland, couldn't get it right in Houston, but he goes back home, grew up in Miami, played at the University of Miami, and maybe, you know, him getting back to his roots is finally unlocking his full potential, Brandon, because he had a mammoth week 15. Can that continue in week 16 Uh, The matchup, though, not the greatest on Monday night against New Orleans on the road.
1: Can't do it. Can't do it with Duke (laughs) Johnson. Sorry. It's a bridge too far. It's the New York Jets. It was Miles Gaskin not feeling completely all the way 100% and allowing Duke Johnson to get the main run. I mean, Miles Gaskin still looked good. I mean, that's, you know, testament to the matchup. 10 carries 54 yards for Gaskin. So uh, he actually had a better yards per carry average than Duke. But give Duke credit. He took advantage of a delightful matchup. But... Look at Miles Gaskin's going to pull even, you know, nearer and maybe even back into the lead of this platoon. And if it's a platoon and it for a Miami team that has had trouble running the ball all year long, and now you get New Orleans and then you get Tennessee, those are two defenses that absolutely know how to shut down the run. And um, so I'm not going to hang my fantasy playoff hopes on Duke Johnson after a, you know, a perfect stars aligned kind of opportunity against the New York Jets last week.
0: Amen. Cosign on that yeah. viewpoint. Uh, yeah, Duke Johnson flexed best, I would say, even in a 14-team league. You know, it depends yeah. upon what your other options are, you know, what you're debating, juggling, at wide receiver, tied in, to throw in that flex or another running back. But you're right. I mean, look at the Saints, man. Uh, they have just been shut down. Up front, second few was fantasy points allowed on the season, the running back position, giving up 3.62 yards per carry, just 101.0 till yards per game and eight combined touchdowns. And if he puts it on the carpet, you know, that could be enough to get Gaskin more run. And if he can get hot, there you go. You know, it's all she wrote for Duke Johnson. Too much risk involved. Sure, pick him up. Uh, And maybe you throw him out there, and as an act of desperation, COVID is lurking. (laughs) You never know who's going to land on the list with this spot testing that's going on in the league. But in terms of trusting him as a surefire RB2, nah, we're out. Number three. All right, moving on, Brandon. Uh, Number three is a guy I didn't even know existed two weeks ago, and has now really turned it on here of late. Uh, North at 270 combined yards. In his last two games, 4.62 yards of the contact per attempt, as well over that stretch. It's the surprising Detroit Lion, and the Lions were surprising as a collective last week, uh, drilling the Arizona Cardinals, a last place team, taking down the first place team with ease, and a lot of that had to do with Reynolds. So uh, this week, uh, Detroit getting Atlanta on the road inside the top 10 of most fantasy points, a lot of the running back position. Do you think. You know, and I know you haven't done this yet. Are you going to heavily debate moving Reynolds into your RB2 class, even with Jamal Williams back? And this, of course, assumes no DeAndre Swift.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm inclined to be bullish about the former Kutztown Bear. Um, yeah, uh, you pronounced I, that correctly. Well done. Mike Clay <laughs> stands up and applauds you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean what is why not? does what, I mean it just makes a lot of sense that Detroit would just kind of explore this option with Craig Reynolds. This guy that has 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 good size, shows good instincts, has has been producing. Let's keep it going if he keeps doing it and doing it. He's a lot cheaper than uh, Jamal Williams is and maybe, you know, it's something where they can decide they want to move on and and they like what they have in house backing up DeAndre Swift next year, but yeah, again, there's, this behooves Detroit to really give him continued run. And it's a great matchup against Atlanta. They give it the eighth most fancy points to the running back position. So I'm going to follow the news out of Detroit this week. I would not be surprised if they said Craig Reynolds has continued to get a lot of run. And if they do that, yeah, he'll probably be inside my top 30. If I think they're going to really just continue to limit Jamal Williams, might even push him into my RB2 range.
0: Look, full eval mode. You know, yep. that's what Dan Campbell is in. So, you know, you want to see what guys like Craig Reynolds have because you maybe want to, you know, extend their contract, have them stick around into next year uh, in the rotation if that's what they seek. And honestly, I think that's the smart way to go based on the fragility that DeAndre Swift has shown this season. And I think Jamal Williams' deal might be up. I think it was a one-year, if I'm not mistaken. So Reynolds could be part of a full-blown committee next season if he can finish on a high note. I think it's going to be Reynolds' probably 70%, maybe, you know, 65% minimum uh, this upcoming Sunday. So, yeah, I think he is very much in the RB2 conversation in 12-team and deeper leagues and certainly flexy, sexy based on the matchup alone. As I mentioned, Atlanta, eighth most fantasy points allowed to the running back position. So if he's still out there sipping margaritas in the free agent pool, cast a line, Reynolds continues to have a December to remember.
1: Number two.
0: Oh, let's stay in the Motor City and a guy that is revving the engine. He's a muscle car, though a mighty might in size. It's the sun god himself, Amon Ross St. Brown of the Lions. Uh, My goodness, Brandon. He is on an absolute tear right now. Top 10 output here over the last three games. Hell, I'll give you the raw data because it is mind blowing. 35 targets, 26 catches, 249 yards, and two touchdowns in his past three games. That's 63.6 fantasy points in PPR leagues. Hey, always start your stud zealots.
1: Shut up. <laughs> uh, I like that. Was that uh, pun intended? I'll give you the raw data. Oh, uh, yeah. oh yeah. I see yeah, what you did there. And, yeah, and, well played. Uh, he's he's rested away the uh, the song. It's Amon Ra-Ra-Ra. Ra 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 He's the guy now. Yeah, it's, <laughs> he's been so good. Sorry, Ramondre Stevenson. You had her chance in a featured spot. You let us all down. Amon Ross St. Brown's one of the hottest receivers in fantasy. Uh, you're right. It's not always start your studs. It's start a guy that's getting all that all that work. You know, the the 26 catches, 83 yards per game, and the two touchdowns in the last three games is phenomenal. So if you're sitting there and you're ranking your guys, or you're sitting there and you're in a lineup and you're like. Should I play Amari Cooper because look at Amari Cooper's track record so great in the past. But, you know, he's stuck in a game manager offense right now where he's not really getting a whole lot done. No, I'm going to take him Ross St. Brown in an offense yeah. that always has to throw the ball. It's going against one of the best matchups this week in terms of running backs or wide receivers. Who's getting fed like a true number one go to guy and is putting up big time production each of the last three weeks. You got to start that guy. It's probably I think about it. It took Hunter Renfro as soon as D- Darren Walder went down to, like, you know, just a couple weeks, and all of a sudden he's like, okay, he's in our top 15, top 17 wide receivers. Like, Amon Ross St. Brown should be a top 20 receiver ranked uh, for you and for I, for for all the, uh, the I would say even there. higher than that, dude. I well, think well, he's I'm giving top him 15. a range. I haven't done it, but I'm sure I'll be higher than, like. 20 or 19 on him. I'm probably pushing the top 15 with him.
0: Yeah, I think initial ranks I got him at wide receiver 12 this week, and a lot of that's based on the actual matchup. As you mentioned, it's Atlanta, and uh, you know, slide under the microscope and peer through the glass. He's going to go up against Richie Grant, who is the primary slot DB, uh, where St. Brown lines up 68.1% of the time. Here's what Richie Grant has given up this season, Brandon. An 84.2 catch rate and 146.2 passer rating. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, can't get much better than that. You're riding this searing, sizzling hot hand, and now you've got a supreme matchup. Get Amon Ross St. Brown in your lineup and laugh all the way to your title game. Number one. All right, Brandon, number one on the list, Uh, and we heard it straight from Bruce Arians' mouth on Monday, much like it was Leonard Fournette's turn about this juncture last year on the schedule. He said now... It's time for Ronald Jones. As for Net, it sounds like it's going to be sidelined for at least an indefinite period of time uh, due to a hamstring injury. So Rojo, is he going to be on the go this week against Carolina? Last four games I saw uh, in which he has played a majority of the snaps, he's gone RB14, RB4, RB14, RB4. Isn't that interesting? So is it going to be an RB4
1: finish for him Uh, this time around? at least an RB 14. Like you look at the Buccaneers (laughs) and they are number five in terms of backfield fantasy production. This is one of the best spots. Of course, you get a playoff of the threat of Tom Brady in the passing game. So, and, and, you know, you love to see Bruce Aarons come out and say, we need Ronald Jones to do what Leonard Fournette did for us last year. At the end of the year, it was like really just take over and, you know, he's rested. He's a, he's a talented guy, but you know, and they went back and forth for a while. Leonard Fournette ultimately won out, but Ronald Jones is a, Quality talent, a very good talent in this league, and in one of the best offenses in the league. Yeah, I mean he's absolutely a top fourteen play, and and it will not be surprising if down the stretch he has top five finishes.
0: Yeah, look, man, uh, you look at the matchup on paper for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, you know they've given up four point two five yards per carry, only surrendered one hundred and twelve point five total yards per game, and eight combined touchdowns on the season. That's a fifth as fancy points of running backs. You, but you got a pissed off Tom Brady right? He's going to be highly motivated. All Microsoft surfaces uh, be damned. They're all in peril if things go awry for him again uh, this week on the road in Charlotte. But look, if he torches the competition down the field, I know there's no Godwin. I know there's not going to be Mike Evans, but you get Antonio Brown back, he stretches the field. There's going to be a lot of goal-to-go opportunities for Rojo. And I think he's going to be able to punch one in. Initial fearless forecast, because I wrote about this in my Fantasy Flames column, which will be on Bally Sports uh, midweek. I got him down for 16 carries, 65 yards, four catches. Yeah, he's been catching the ball. And that's going to be a key you know asset to his game, because that's what Leonard Furnett was, right? He was an extension <laughs> yeah. of the run in the, in the flat. Four catches, 18 yards, and a touchdown. So that'd be 16.3 fantasy points and a half-point PPR. If he achieves that, uh, it's going to be better in RB14. So, Ronald Jones, get him in your lineup here in the second round of your fantasy playoffs. Uh, last note before we get out of here. Again, we don't have anything definitive on this, but if, if Joe Mixon is unable to go with leg slash ankle issues, Samaje Pirine would step in and be the workhorse. Terrible matchup against Baltimore, but uh, would he be in that RB2 discussion?
1: I think so. And I think I, I want to say that he was kind of the main guy, their last matchup against Baltimore and he, and he represented pretty well. I'm looking it up really quickly, but um, yeah, he went 11 for 52 and a touchdown and had one catch for 23 yards. And he is, you know, that's the thing about him. He is a physical runner, but he also can help you out in the passing game as well. And of course you can hurt Baltimore that way. So because of, there is some duality there because he can get tough yards yeah I'm absolutely if he's if he's the main guy if Joe Mixon's out he'll be in my Rb2 conversation for sure
0: yeah and I just looked this up and it, it's blowing my damn mind uh Samaji P Ryan in terms of yards to the contact per attempt Brandon 4.06 on the season That's on the Nick season. It, it is Nick Chubb is at 4.14 so I mean <laughs> if you are in the fine company of the Chubb club you have earned your membership
1: my man. Right. That's right.
0: So Samaj P. Ryan could slam his way Maybe the top 20 numbers this week, despite the daunting paper matchup against the Baltimore Ravens. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Fantasy Fast Track Podcast. Please follow Funston on Twitter, at Brandon Funston. Follow me there, at Noisy Juevos. Drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this broadcast. Uh, really helps the show out tremendously. And as always, until next time, adios amigos!